When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Nut Money Coalition's Farm Talk podcast. They have been serving the Hopi community since 2004 by working to reaffirm and preserve traditional Hopi farming. Go to nutmoneycoalition.org to learn more. That's N-A-T-W-A-N-I coalition.org. Terraform Development is a Navajo and Hopi-owned engineering, architectural, and project management firm located in northern Arizona. The company has full-time staff and comprises of Navajo and Hopi employees. Terraform services include civil engineering, residential design, drone mapping, and project management on projects for your need. Terraform is a Priority One Navajo Certified Business and Hopi Business License Certified. Contact Terraform Development at T-E-R-R-A the number 4ORM.com and follow them on Instagram at Terraform Development. are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the Fight Star, Five Diamond Chef, J-Man, and with me is Captain Sweatpants, Larry's little brother, Carl. Hey, what's going on, guys? Larry's little brother. Who's Larry? There's there's a, another podcaster out there. His name's Larry. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just noticed you're related. I, to I just noticed that last podcast, and I was uh-huh. like, "Who's Larry?" And I was like, "Man, this guy must must be associating me with some cool guy." I, I suppose, <laughs> but uh, from what I hear is that he's the elder of you two. <laughs> you guys share a room, so I don't know why you're acting all fresh and <laughs> not recognizing your relatives. <laughs> But anyway, we're back with uh, the episode two here. I'm sure that you guys listened to the episode one and we were, you know, glad that you guys did that. And so we're we're back again in the studio. Episode one is exploded pretty, Man, pretty well. Man, episode one exploded. I'm, yeah, I, I, it was that, pretty that cool. That just goes to show you that sex sells. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And everyone enjoyed our moosey stories and <laughs> discussions of... Uh, I, there, How young boys grow up to become there, man There horse. was one comment that, that kind of got them riled up. It yeah. was on your end, actually. <laughs> what did I say? You know, where you were just kind of explaining how men are in that dominant nature, and they, they just kind of took it in the wrong way, I oh, guess. Oh, really? And so they kind of just said that, you know, uh, you know I, I, I don't like... Uh, J-Man's comment, but I understand that his comment is his comment, so his opinion. Well, so. you know, in, in the mind of J-Man, that my opinion is uh, law, so. Uh. <laughs> law. <laughs> the law and order. Law, law, law and order. And so, SVU. you know, definitely thank you all for uh, taking that opportunity to listen to that episode and uh, listening to our previous episodes because we're starting off this season very well, season six. Yeah. And, and I think that you and I are very happy to get 
underway with season six. And I, I think that, you know, some of the happiness that's been going on around here is that it's been raining a lot lately. Oh, it has. I know it, it's given us this great moisture around here and it's uh, making the roads a lot harder to get into my house. But, you know, <laughs> I don't care. I mean, as long as the, the rains are here and, you know, we made a huge deposit from the rain gods. Uh, so I think that your loan from Hopi Credit paid off. Yeah, because exactly. Then, you know, the rain came. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, I had to fill out a bunch of paperwork from Hopi Credit saying that how much credit you want to get from uh, for the rain gods. So I hope that they didn't give you a high interest rate. I think you said they had some sort of deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Deal like, you know, interest rate was uh, 100% plus tax, you know. (laughs) But but anyway, I mean, like, you know, uh, how was your weekend? I mean, we haven't talked about our weekends, our weekend getaways in such a long time. The weekend was a few days ago. Uh, Carl has, well, I, I guess, you know, our, our topic of today is going to be Hopi taboos. And one of Carl's taboos in the studio is that he hates <laughs> it for when I break the fourth wall, which I don't understand because our listeners out you know, there you know, are you know, intelligent. Uh, I, they're they're, they're out there. It gives the illusion that we are, we are. I'm pretty sure a lot of them know that we're pre-recorded. And so <laughs> the, nobody, this is not pre-recorded. nobody has any illusions. Every, anybody out there. That any- Carl <laughs> is waking up at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> to do a morning show. And, and so, you know, uh, uh, Carl, I don't know if you realize this, but a lot of us have grown up. And so we live outside of imagination land, out of pretend land. What's, what's so, we, we look the mirror in the face day after day, recognizing that we're all getting older and decomposing and uh, falling to decay. But yet you're still here with your green Peter Pan pants on, acting like... Everybody is falling into your pretend land. I I I I just still don't trying to pretend that you're living this morning show. I, I just don't understand why you don't want to be cool like me though. <laughs> I you know, I thought I was cool. You know, I thought I was pretty cool when I was doing that. And and I mean like everybody wants to have the imagination. Everybody needs to have the imagination and I like doing that. Well, you know, I I, I wouldn't deny that that's true because then, you know, you go on social media and I think that there are a lot of people on social media pretending anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But today's topic is taboo. Today's uh, topic is taboo. And actually I, I did want to give a shout out and then also to, oh, okay. to correct go a ahead. shout out of yours that uh, the, the fellas that you gave a shout out to last week are actually Hopi. Well, actually they're uh, three quarter Navajo. So, Okay. <laughs> and, and the other, other shout out that I wanted to give out is that we do have a, a super fan out there that supports us a whole lot, shares a lot of our social media posts and, and so forth. And today's her birthday. And so I'd like to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Uh, happy birthday to uh, Tosh Novaes. All right. Well, happy, happy birthday. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want your, your name splattered around uh, you know, YouTube and whatnot, just give us a shout out. Give us a shout out. And so happy birthday to her. But today our topic is Hopi taboos. All right. Hopi taboos. So what is what what does that mean? What's a taboo? <laughs> I mean, I think taboo is where where you just can't talk about. I don't know what you can't talk about. It can't do can't can't do it during certain times. I'm kind of doing this on the top of my head. 
like everything else. <laughs> Uh, and so I guess like taboos, I, I guess not really specifically referencing Hopi, but I guess this idea of taboos are things that aren't to be talked about or yeah, yeah, are yeah, things yeah. that you're not supposed to do for whatever reason. And so, you know, I, I think that because a lot of us are, you know, living in this predominantly white society, are, are there any white people taboos? Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't talk to an, a native American. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't wear white after Labor Day, <laughs> something like that. You know, I never got that. I never got, why do you not wear white after Labor Day? <laughs> why is that? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> and, and so I guess those are kind of some examples, but then like, I guess when you think about it, um, there, there are some taboos out there in the mainstream society, things that you're not supposed to talk about. And a lot of them can kind of be, I guess, at least from my perspective, from a, a native person's perspective, a Hopi person's perspective, a person of color's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That in our dominant society, it's taboo to acknowledge that genocide exists in the United States of America. Yeah, I guess you could say that. It's I, taboo to acknowledge that the United States government basically stole all the land from Native peoples. I wouldn't say it would be taboo. I would just say like lack of information. Looked down upon? Looked down upon, yeah. AKA taboo. I mean, I, I think what I think what you're trying to say is that taboo is something that we cannot or are, are, are like rules, basically. Like rules in, in life, that we kind of have to follow by rules in society. And I, I yeah. think that taboos differ from different societies. And so I guess later on in the show, when we talk specifically about Hopi taboos, that those taboos are going to relate to the places here on Hopi are going to relate to specifically to our villages are going to relate specifically to geographical areas within um i guess our little hopi universe yeah yeah and then when it comes to like other types of taboos that it definitely those relate to those specific communities their per specific perspectives I, I, their specific ideologies i i think i think you know like how taboos work is that we've grown up with the different rules and the different kind of uh ideologies in our culture so when you look at that our culture is stated in a taboo kind of nation where the uninitiated or the un and, uh, unappreciated unappreciated <laughs> no more or less like the, the the people that have not gained knowledge into the into different societies or different parts of life i guess you could say Hey, just looking at your shirt, I thought of another white person's ta uh, taboo. <laughs> okay. When, when a black cat crosses your path, oh, isn't yeah, that yeah, supposed yeah. to be like bad luck? Yeah. like Or opening an umbrella inside, inside the house. house. Yeah. Or, or like breaking a mirror, you get like seven years bad luck. Walking underneath the ladder. Walking underneath yeah, yeah, the ladder. Yeah. And yeah. so you see that door open and now all these ideas are flooding in. And now I can <clears> but how, what, would, what would you say about Hopi's taboo? I mean, like, would it say, like, they're kind of the same type as uh, Bahana taboos? Like, don't break a mirror if you're looking at it? I don't know. I think that all the corn ladies break mirrors when they look at them. So, you know, maybe that taboo isn't really intertwined yeah, they with break, Hopi. They break mirrors because nothing can be uh, as beautiful as they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, Carl. <laughs> 
but you know, I I, I guess uh, like thinking about taboos because then I guess from a certain type of perspective that taboos can seem silly, right? Yeah. Because then, like, how how the hell am I gonna get seven years of b- bad luck if I break a mirror? Or what's gonna like? Why would something bad happen to me if I walked underneath a ladder? Or you know, like, what type of bad luck? Like, why would I get bad luck if I wore white after Labor Day? And, and so I guess really like understanding, like I bet you there probably is some sort of historical perspective meaning behind it associated with yeah. breaking mirrors, walking under ladders, opening umbrellas in un, inside a home. And then, you know, maybe the origins of those go way back to where we don't learn those things. And so that's why now in 2021 that it seems kind of silly to, to break those types of taboos. When when I was in grade school, uh, back in uh, back in the day, when I was in grade school. Back in your golden back years. Back in the golden years. Um, you know, my taha would would uh, would say that if you ate watermelon and if you swallowed a seed, that seed will grow inside of your bono. Uh-huh. And I was freaked out. Like, you know, oh man, I swallowed so many seeds. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to be like a uh, you know, watermelon be like a watermelon patch, in your <laughs> and it scared me because you know it's like, oh man, because you know down there it's all moist and the watermelon seeds need moisture, and I'm gonna have a watermelon. I'm gonna look like I'm pregnant, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. It's like, <laughs> it it, it kind of turned me off of uh, eating watermelon at one point, and so when I read a news article that a boy uh, had swallowed a pea. And it started growing inside of his lung. Mm-hmm. That, oh, really? Yeah. No it's like, it was a real story. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, my worst fears have come true. <laughs> <laughs> and do and, away with everything with seeds. Just eat meat. And I, I, I think, well, you know, I, I guess even in some societies, and I think we talked about it to an extent in, in previous episodes, that sometimes these taboos are generated yeah. specifically for children to try to keep them from doing something that you don't want them to be doing. Because then, you know, in, in relation to eating watermelon seeds that I, I've heard before that uh, if you swallow bubble gum, oh, that, yeah, that you're that not going to poop it out, that it's going <laughs> to stay in your stomach. For seven years. And, and if you eat enough of it, then, you know, it's going to clog your, your stomach <laughs> and you're going to have problems. It's always like seven years. Like everything is like seven years. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think seven is just like the unlucky number. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, because, you know, us being Hopis, that we do grow up around other cultures, yeah, that we yeah. grow up around other tribes, other different types of communities. What are some taboos from those other external communities that you've heard before? Mm, that is a tough one because uh, I have no idea. I mean, like just the Pahana ones that I kind of uh, kind of associated with like you know don't break uh mirrors or don't walk under mm-hmm. but you know uh, i just i just kind of have that notion of like those are kind of silly halloween kind of things let, let me walk you along carl okay let, let's do some uh podcast development think really hard think really hard what school did you go to from let's say first grade to high school mm. Uh, see first grade um that was the navajo school okay okay new group of people navajos yeah i'm sure that you've half navajo <laughs> friends actually no <laughs> it was all hopis over there so i was like that w- it was taboo for us to go meet the navajos 
Your plan is flawed. <laughs> My plan to get Carl to think critically <laughs> went down into the hole. <laughs> but I know what you're trying to say. But you know, like I, I, but I was trying to say like our end in and that in that sense. Like you know, like Navajos, they believe in like uh, the Skinwalker. You know, uh, or like uh, like Coyote. Like you know, you're if a coyote crosses in front of you. Uh, you're you supposed to, to you have to stop and then throw rocks at it until it kind of goes away from the distance and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Ah! Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, like, cause like that, like both you and I grew up around Navajos. Yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of time with Navajos, have had Navajo friends. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I really do think Carl probably did have a Navajo girlfriend back in the day. We but. will not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, you did learn from, from them and then even to this day, right? Cause then like you, you do have, uh, Colleagues or you oh, know, yeah. association affiliations oh, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with our, our Navajo friends, and so you see some of the things that they post during certain times of the year. And so, so what happens when an eclipse happens? What happens with our Navajo friends? Uh, they can't go outside, or they can't uh, like or look at their eclipse, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's you can't look at yeah, it. Yeah, you can't. And then look you at can't it. eat. Or yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't like bathe or something while, too while the eclipse is out. Yeah, you can't. Uh, can't dance to TikTok or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, you know, you kind of learn about some of the, the taboos that they have. And then even learning that, you know, some of their taboos are, are similar to, to Hopis. And like, for example, I remember I asked a, a Navajo friend about, okay. um, I think it was, uh, it was when we did our, our cooking episode. When, okay. we, when we did the lobster and the fry bread. Yeah. And yeah. then my Navajo f- friend responded to me when I sent him the video of the YouTube. Yeah. Because I thought he'd appreciate it because, you know, he's a, a fine fine dining type of person. Okay. That he responded, Navajos can't eat shellfish. Or I think it's seafood in general. Weird. But then, you know, I've heard that long time ago that Hopis also had that same belief that you're not supposed to eat seafood as well. Well, really, it's you're not supposed to eat fish. Because then when you think about the Hisset time, the long, long ago, it's like what body of water around here would we be fishing at when really you just had springs and washes? Mm. And and so that kind of uh, led me into a conversation with another friend, another friend that was kind of asking, you know, I don't understand why our own people, I guess, chastise us for not knowing some of these taboos. And then she kind of had that question about the seafood. And, you know, this yeah. is a person that I actually talked to a lot. So I'd like to give them a shout out to. So shout out to you, Taylor, for giving me a lot of ideas for the podcast. But specifically in relating to the, the whole idea of not being able to eat seafood, it's that because and I really think that that's kind of where the connection with taboos go into with our culture. It's this idea of the unknown. Yeah, this idea yeah. of not really understanding certain sides of our universe. And so taboos develop from that because then it's this idea of fear that we're fearful of the unknown. And so when you think about a long time ago, that when it came to big bodies of water, like the ocean, lakes, certain rivers, that our people didn't develop this practice of deep sea diving or snorkeling or, you know, going down to the deepest reaches of these bodies of water to really understand what's down there, to understand what's living in there and then so these taboos arise 
from big bodies of water. And, you know, that equates to not being able to eat seafood because then we don't understand what that is. <laughs> and, I, I, and, and even in, in contemporary context that what the, the botanists or, you know, uh, the zoologists, you know, the people that study these types of things, that they even say that a large percentage of the ocean has been unexplored. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, the we know more about space and Mars than we do our own planet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of true. So, but before we go on, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Guanway Law Firm, PLLC, based in Tempe, Arizona, is 100% native owned and operated. Founded by Vernon Guanwayama, they offer top-notch legal services nationwide and is backed by talented attorneys from diverse backgrounds. Each service is tailored to effectively represent a specific client for a specific need. Go to vtklaw.com or call 480-428-4590. And so I guess really defining why taboos arise, this idea of, of being fearful of certain things, that I think that when you think about like taboos, that I think that some of it does really relate to, I guess, how we perceive the world as Hopi people. Oh, yeah. How we perceive yeah. the world or our universe from a Hopi context. And, you know, I think that in this day and age, it's really difficult to really communicate that message of Hopi beliefs, of giving validity to the way that we think, to the way that we live our lives, because it does associate with things like that, with taboos or other practices that people might not understand, because as much as we want to preach decolonization as much as we want to preach reclamation as much as we want to preach things like land back on social media that when it comes to communities like Hopi and the people that are living within the Hopi reservation that we still live our life according to taboos or yeah. a certain type of spiritual beliefs, right? Yeah, I think I think you you are right about like living in a taboo kind of world. It's because it's all fear based. It's all where where we we have to make rules and we have to make uh, understandings of of what we are trying to do as as Hopi people, as trying to live in the Hopi society and as trying to live in the in that Hopi world. You know, then we set these different types of rules and we create them as taboos. So like uh, I I didn't know anything about the fish thing, you know. I always thought that you know Hisat Sinom ate like fish sticks and whatnot, you know. <laughs> you know I always thought that. So <laughs> you you thought that they were going to uh, what is that Pueblo Bonita for <laughs> Pueblo for, Bonita. For, for their crab nights? <laughs> I always thought I always thought they went to the casinos and uh, had crab night there. You know I never knew that. Well, you know that in, in a lot of our. Um, my, our oral histories yeah. that one could argue that the concept of Indian gaming has been something that's been in your in your favorite word in time immemorial in time immemorial <laughs> exactly I mean like you know it, it's weird to think that we we live in a taboo society but yet we just don't understand what these taboos actually come from or actually were developed or why they were developed in that way and, and so I, I think I asked you this question before in a previous podcast. So like when you think about your everyday life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there things that you do to respect certain types of, I guess, old time practices? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, for example, like, uh, 
Oh is yeah, that something that you do. We we've always done that. Like you know, feed the spirits, feed the, uh, you know, your yes first. Mm-hmm. Like all your what whatever clan you are, you feed them first, and then you eat. And then um, there's another one too. Is like you know you can't whistle at night, mm-hmm. or else you know Masa will come come to you. And, and so do you really avoid whistling I, at I, night? I, I still avoid doing those types of things. Even when the pretty snake clan or sun clan girls are walking by, yeah, you, I, you still don't I, whistle I say, wit woo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't whistle. I just have to say, wit woo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, a lot of us out here on the reservation do live our lives like that. Yeah. That we either do continue to practice things like dunapna, which is like you said that you're, and in a way, I guess it's giving thanks that you're feeding the the spirits. Yeah, the, feeding the, the spirits, the, 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 de- the deities. Yeah, or in Hopi, you'll hear them say the, the ones that you can't see, and and so giving that thanks that we're we're able to eat. Yeah, and then sometimes you do do things to you you avoid certain things. Yeah, because yeah. they're in line with Hopi taboos. And so I think that, you know, when you think about, I guess, American Indian communities from the outside, that a lot of people and even indigenous peoples will talk about, I guess, things really from a context of or a perspective, what what you can see. And so you think about the good things that are preached about our communities, like the agriculture, um, some of the uh, self reliable self-reliance things that we do but a lot of the things that aren't talked about are the taboos or how we live about our lives in a spiritual world yeah and i i guess really that was my point that it's really difficult to talk to folks about hopi and then to include that spiritual aspect because when we live in a science-based society that we only think about and give value to the things that we can see but a big part of Hopi and how we live, how we look at the world is what we can't see. Mm-hmm. Because Hopi, we believe that we do not walk this earth alone. Oh, no, no. That we believe that deities, spirits walk along with us, creatures even, that uh, you'll, you won't see it at the local Phoenix Zoo <laughs> or the, even the more ex- extensive San Diego Zoo down in the West Coast. But as Hopis living here in the 2021, that we still have these practices of avoiding certain things because we recognize them as Hopi taboos. And so I, I wouldn't say that they're like taboo taboos in a way. I would say that they're part of culture in a way. Like, you know, they're part of ingrained culture. So to say, I guess to taboo is like you cannot do something, cannot do cer- certain things. I think that's what a taboo is is mainly named for. But, you know, in that, I guess you, you're, you're saying that, you know, um, like dhnomna. Is is not a taboo, but it's part of how Hopi life is. But it's taboo for us not to do it. Kind of get it? No. <laughs> Please explain that a little bit better for no. But I, well, I, I guess I guess uh, from from that definition that you gave, what are some Hopi taboos? Things that you can't do. Like I said before, like you know, you can't whistle at night. That's a taboo that you we can't do. 
and or like you can't go outside at night or walk around at night because there are things outside that we can't see. And like what you said before, uh, they walk around during certain hours. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that's a taboo for us, for, for us to stay indoors or like the, the biggest taboo is coming up during this uh, winter is that you, you know, you can't dig, dig in grounds. Uh, you know, we have to put ashes on your forehead or gum or whatever you call it. Sana. Sana. <laughs> what, 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 what is the special event that you have marked on your calendar to where you can't dig and put ashes on your forehead? Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> You can't go outside because just in case you see Santa or the reindeer. Santa Claus, give me some ashes. Give me some ashes right away. But those those are some taboos. And, you know, I guess really from the Hopi context, night night is something that's really associated yeah. with a lot of things that you can't do. And I think that a lot of the taboos around night is, is very similar to... Um, Similar to the, the, the ocean concept is this mystery behind it, this mystery behind dark. And then even this whole philosophy between life, I guess, and how Hopis perceive and how we connect life to certain things. We connect life to the east, yeah, the, to the directional of, of the east. And then we also connect life with day when the sun's out. And then we also connect life with um, the warmth. So like springtime and summertime. And then the juxtaposed position to that is death, which we associate with darkness, which we associate to the direction of the West, which we associate with the cold. Yeah. And so it's this, I guess it's really to really understand taboos and to understand and to get past what we think the silliness of it is really to think way, way back of those how our 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 how the Hisatsinum lived back then and how they viewed their world, how they viewed their universe and, and discussing with that that when it's warm out, things grow. Yeah. That yeah. animals are out are able to be out and about because as a result of the plant life that they can eat. And then for Hopis, that's when we can plant our corn. That's when we can cultivate our fields. Because without the warmth or the 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 ability of having the warmth gives that opportunity for us to do that. It's, and so hence warmth, daytime life. It, it, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we, we go to like hibernation, sort of like our culture becomes hibernated during a certain month during like Gamuya. Gamuya mm -hmm. is like the, our, our resting period. Is that how you say Christmas in Hopi? <laughs> says Santa Claus, Santa Claus, uh, bring the ashes. Over. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's a part of how us Hopis kind of wind down and kind of go into an hibernation until it comes back when we're, when we're ready to maybe plant again, or maybe to start our ceremonies again. And that, and just like what you were saying, it brings back the life. It brings back all of these different ideas of how Hopi is in a way that we can't have just Hopi year round. We have to at least kind of let ourselves rest. That yeah, there's always a, a, a nas, how do you say it? Nas, yeah, nasas, nasas law, yeah. Na, nasas period. Nasagna period. <laughs> Nasagna period. Nasagna period, which means that breath, break, take yeah. a break. Because then in this idea of Hopi, that nothing is ever constant, that things have to rest at yeah. some point yeah. in order to be able to recharge, to be able to go again. But thinking back on your younger years, thinking back as, as a child, like growing up, cause 
that I know that you're very fond of thinking back on your childhood and <laughs> thinking about those those good years. But what are some things that you can recall from those younger years that you recall kind of being taboos? Because, well, I, I guess if I can give an example first. Okay. I remember when my sister got pregnant, when my oldest sister got pregnant, that she... she um, gave birth to my niece. Yeah. And then uh, for those of you that don't know that there's this 20-day period that um, I, I guess it's referred to as diqatsi yeah. in, 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 in the Hopi world. But basically, the woman and the baby stay in a room that's covered from the sun. So no sun is able to go into that room for 20 days. Yeah. And then I didn't know as a kid that when my sister was going through her diqati, I remember going into her room and I was looking at my niece, the little baby, and my sister was tending to her. And I remember I was just about to sit down on her bed. Yeah. And then as soon as my cheeks touched her bed, get up, get up, get up. And yeah, they, yeah. they yelled at me to get up from her bed. And yeah. so I guess that would be a hoopy taboo. Yeah. Is that you're not supposed to sit in a woman who just gave birth in, in their bed. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, is your story done? Yeah, that's an example. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, there's there's different taboos around uh, the the birth, you mm-hmm. know, because be, the reason why is because the mother and the child have to go and connect with each other during those twenty day periods for her <laughs> for herself to rest and recover, and in that time, you know, she she does um, she does like uh, like fasting. And, and and during those times there, she, she she does the 20 day fasting where she cannot eat salt or she cannot eat meat. Mm-hmm. And in that time, you know, you're not supposed to be touching the baby or not supposed to be, you know, holding the baby as much. And if mm-hmm. you do, you're supposed to wash your your hands with um, with uh, um, with orange soap, with orange, <laughs> with the lava soap, lava soap. That's what I meant. <laughs> No, with uh, um, you know, uh, what was what was that, the the pine? The, what was the not the pine tree? What was the other one called? Uh, the set? Womapi. Womapi. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to wash your your hands with womapi, and the reason why for that is because you're supposed to wash your hands with the juniper branches. Yeah, and and the reason why for that is because how the, does that work? The baby is utihi, you know, because it came from another world. I, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And in Hopi belief, that's what they say is that, you know, the baby is is coming from a different place into our world. So that baby doesn't know our traditions or doesn't know our our ways of life here yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why that 20 days is such a, a crucial period for Sacred the time. Yeah. For the mother and, and child. Basima time. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break here. So get back to you in a bit. Nurturing Indigenous Intelligence is a grassroots organization based on the Hopi Reservation. They work to alleviate the hardships in the community through acts of giving, from distributing school supplies, volunteering at various places, and working to expand their services. Follow them on Instagram at NurturingISquared and on Facebook at NISquaredTeam to find out more. 
I apologize for the pause. Uh, I'm used to Carl running his stories for at least 30 minutes. So <laughs> I, I, I thought that there was a lot more to that. But those are just some examples of what some of the taboos are, at least, you know, for, for those that you and I know of. And I am certain that there are a tons, oh, there tons, are tons more, more that uh, people like us that are growing up in this modern day that haven't heard of before. Because one of the funny things is that I told the Res Famous wife is that I used to think that Navajos were the most... Uh, um, superstitious people because they have so many taboos. Yeah. Like you can't throw a rock outside without committing some sort of uh, Navajo taboo. And I didn't <laughs> think that Hopis were as superstitious as that. And then when I married her, then I learned a whole lot more of taboos that exist out there within our Hopi world. And so I thought, oh, well, I guess maybe Hopis are just as superstitious. Just as bad as, as Navajos. As, as yeah. Navajos. And then so, you know, that was kind of the funny thing. But then I guess really, you know, because we, we do, we've talked about taboos and we talked about how we live with those taboos. Yeah. And then taking it into contemporary times. Do we still follow some of those taboos or are we committing a lot of taboos these day and ages? Is there some things uh, that you know are taboo that you still go ahead and do? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like what I said before, we like uh, <laughs> whistling, whistling at night. At night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there are a lot of, of taboos that we still follow, especially during certain times of the uh, like the month, like we said, like during Gyamuya. Gamaya is like one of the biggest parts where where we where it is like a huge taboo it's for a huge taboo yeah, just to like, be alive. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yes, we do. We do still follow a lot of traditional quote unquote taboos, and we still we we just can't break them because of the consequences that we can that we have in the afterlife. We can't break them, but we do break them. Oh yeah, we and, do. And break that them. that was the question. The question is that. I guess as Hopis living in modern times, that because now we don't just stay confined in our villages. No. Now we have jobs. Now we pursue educational opportunities. Now we pursue and seek money. Now we do a lot of things outside, not only off the reservation, but outside of the state of Arizona. Yeah. You got Hopis living in all four corners of the United States, probably even some international. But then, you know, because we're living in this modern world now, that the modern world and how we live within it doesn't cater to Hopi life. It doesn't cater to our perspective. And I'll give you an example because, you know, there are a lot of taboos in relation to pregnant women. Yeah. That when a woman is pregnant, that there's a lot of taboos that could be committed when one's pregnant. And for a potential father who has impregnated a woman, that one of the taboos is that you're not supposed to hunt while your wife or girlfriend is pregnant or you're not supposed to fish, you're not supposed to harm animals. It's this idea that if you harm animals, that you're going to harm your baby. Okay. In, in the similar way that you're going to harm an animal. But I remember when my wife was pregnant with our, our, our youngest daughter. Uh -huh. This was when I was working in the Five Star Five Diamond restaurant. Yeah. When I was the Five Star yeah. Five Diamond cook. And one of my duties was to cook the lobsters. Okay. And when the lobsters came, they were still alive. Uh -huh. And so I had to boil live lobsters. And knowing this, working in that kitchen... And I think that I've said it a lot on this podcast that working in the culinary setting is very much like 
Hell's Kitchen, getting yelled at every single day. Yeah, yeah. And because that, you get put into that position to where it feels like you're in submission all the time. Because then you know you're at the mercy of of the head chefs. Because you know whatever it is that they want,、um, you have to do it. And so it was my duty to boil the lobsters. Uh huh. And I was so intimidated to talk to my chef and say, "Hey, we have this belief." I don't think I can boil the lobsters, and I didn't do it. I didn't. I didn't tell him that we had this belief. Yeah. And while my wife was pregnant, I continued to boil the lobsters while they were alive. And I used to get afraid because then I used to think, you know, is this going to affect my daughter somehow? Because you know, for a lot of us, we still believe in these things that we still feel that they hold value. And so, I continued to do it. Fortunately, my daughter was born no problems, and up to this day, you know, she's been fairly healthy. And so, you know, you do worry about certain things like that, especially when it comes to like ceremony, right? Because、yeah. you mentioned this、yeah. concept of、um, fasting, you, you where, where, where you, you can't eat salt and you can't eat fat. Yeah, you, and especially for those of our relatives that are living in the urban areas. When they come home to participate in ceremony, maybe they're in a position where they have to nupwala, which is the Hopi term for it. When you have to nupwala, but for me, even working in that kitchen, when I came home and it came to nupwala, it was difficult because as a <laughs> cook, when I cooked something, I had to taste. Yeah,、it. I had to make sure that it was up to par, and so. If you know, if you watch any of our cooking with J Man episodes, that you know a lot of those recipes have a lot of salt, and it has a lot of fat, yeah, which is what you're not supposed to yeah, be yeah. eating during that time. And so, living in a modern world as a cook, it was very difficult to adhere to our ceremonial rules. You, you didn't、uh, when you're when you were when your wife was pregnant with your daughter. Uh, when you're cooking the the lobsters, you didn't say that. Oh, my ancestors aren't fishermen, so I, it's okay for me to <laughs> to kill this. They, they only ate fish sticks. That's okay, you know. You didn't say that. You, this say this that rule doesn't apply. This rule doesn't apply and, to the and, lobsters. And, and you know that that's a really good point. That's a really good point because I think that we do do that in this day and age. Yeah. That we try to make up excuses for ourselves as to why we don't adhere to certain rules, rules,、yeah. cultural rules, ceremonial rules. Or why we commit certain taboos? Yeah, because I think that another taboo that's in correlation to Galmia, because、uh, the other thing that you didn't mention during Galmia, what you're not supposed to do is you're not supposed to bang things. Oh yeah, yeah, make yeah, a、no. lot of noise, like、uh, banging on a drum. Yeah, or bouncing a ball is something that's also considered taboo. During Galmia, which is takes place in the months, parts of the months of November. Going into December, I believe, but even then, you know, you have people arguing on Facebook when Galmia really is. <laughs> but when you think about the local schools, right? Yeah. When it comes to sports, what sport takes place from <laughs> November into December? <laughs> This argument has been has been noted for, for time and memorial. For time and memorial. <laughs> And it it has been because a lot of the villages、uh, take this type of subject because of the way that they still do a lot of the taboos or still still do a lot of the like gamuya and stuff.、Mm-hmm. They they made it so is that、uh, like I I don't know how it goes now that they can't play basketball anymore during the、mm-hmm. during those months now. So it has to be done. 
you know, all your games before Gamuya, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess but, but basketball games are basketball games during Gamuya, and that that argument has been brought up so many times for from parents, from elders, even from kids. You know, they're saying like, you know, oh, I thought it was resting. Why are we bouncing the ball? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and, and see, so like, like that's a big example of how we kind of set aside we take off our hopi hat yeah when we put it to the side yeah and then we're gonna put on our pahana hat and then we're gonna say okay we're gonna we're, we're gonna nasangna from being hopis and then we're gonna be bahanas now we're gonna play basketball <laughs> during kamuya during kamuya during our one of our sacred times here uh-huh. you know and and i don't know how how that started I, i think that it's because of the way that um a lot of A lot of um, you know back history has always done it before. You know, a lot of the the back uh, part of it, even our even our ancestors kind of kind of delved away from the gamuya. Like you know, play, like play basketball. They play basketball, at, uh, Bonita, <laughs> while they're eating crab legs at the <laughs> at Hisat, a, Casino. But it's weird in a way because you can't just say that they were actually following the Hopi traditions. They were kind of making it up as the way that they go, and they were and developing. They it, were I developing these that. things like that. It's like you know, could we, should we cook uh, lobster or eat, <laughs> eat, eat fish chips or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but I I mean like you know it, it's weird in a way that. We as Hopis have so many taboos and so many laws that we break them so many times that we think that it's okay to say it's it's all right. You know, I can cross the red light here every now and then. There's no more traffic. There's no traffic going around, and it it's not about how. It's not about just that. It's about the morals. It's about the understanding that you're given as mm-hmm. as a Hopi. Mm-hmm. That's a really good analogy. I tip my hat to you. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, but you can't think of any taboos that that you break knowingly. Uh, yeah, I eat fish now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I still do a lot of of Hopi traditions. Yeah. I still do a lot of that, and you know, like. Uh, Um, we we still can't talk about different things on the podcast. I guess mm-hmm. that could be mm-hmm. taboo, mm-hmm. kind of like. And and even one could argue that we're breaking taboo right now by just talking about a little bit. Yeah, that, just a little bit of, of our about. taboos. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess that's why people call us. Uh, well, they call you Tuka, <laughs> and they call you his sidekick. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you know, kind of. Uh, breaking out of the Hopi taboo specifically that I guess with the changing times, can you think of any taboos that you could argue is a modern day Hopi taboo? Hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, that, that is a hard one. Well, you know, one of the things that I thought of right off the top of my head is uh, alcohol. Okay. Drinking alcohol because there are some families to where that it's taboo just to let your parents know that you're drinking. Okay. Because then, you know, sometimes the parent's stance is that you're not supposed to drink. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. That, yeah. And I think a lot of that stems from either them themselves or maybe parents that were bad alcoholics. Yeah. And yeah. understanding that just one drink could take them over the edge and, and go all the way. And so they preach to their children, not even one, one drink of alcohol. 
because then that's going to lead you onto this road of alcoholism. But then yet you look at um, some Pahana families, some white families that uh, when the kids turn 21, that the parents will be drinking with their kids at, at, a, <laughs> at restaurants or at the bars that it's incorporated with the family dynamic. Because I remember during my college years that my friend and I, we tailgated with a family. Okay. And there were generations of, fa- of, of members within that family, grandparents, the parents, and the children. And they were all taking jello shots together. <laughs> so, and, Come on, soul, you can do it. You only turn 90 once. <laughs> and, and so, you know, like, like, like that's a complete accepting part within that family is yeah. to drink. Yeah. And I know that I'm not the only person that comes from a family similar to that, that one of my best friends that he told me same thing that, you know, my family's like that too, that the older generation preaches don't drink yeah. because you're going to end up like this. But then yet all of the younger family members drink, but then yet they try to hide it as best that they can from the older people within their family because they know that it'll upset them. And so you have a lot of the younger cousins hanging out, drinking together. But then, you know, when the parents ask them the next day, oh, what'd you guys do last night? Oh, we just went to watch a movie. And <laughs> we just hung out, ate, ate, ate hot ate, Cheetos. Ate popcorn. And <laughs> ate hot Cheetos. We had a Yoo-Hoo drinking contest. <laughs> and I won. We that's got, why I don't feel good today. We got chocolate drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess, you know, that's kind of an example of like a modern day taboo yeah. with, within Hopi families, some Hopi families, because then I know that that's not true for all Hopi families, because I know the dynamic of multi-generational members drinking together. And so, but, but wouldn't you say that just would be considered a Hopi in a way rather than a taboo? Well, you just said, isn't a taboo something that you're not supposed to do? Uh, Like, I don't know. <laughs> but you know like um like like what i was saying is like not not supposed to do in like uh in in the culture sense i think that's what it, a taboo is i don't know we should look up what a well, taboo well, what what does a taboo really define as well i think that you know because a family can develop its own culture because not every family is the same like for example that when we talked about dunapna that i know that some families have a special uh, pottery bowl or something that yeah. they place their tune up in. Yeah. But then within my family dynamic growing up is that we never had a bowl. Really? That you just put the food off to the side. Why? Or even in the old, even in my father was saying that a long time ago, they used to put it on the floor uh-huh. or on the ground. So your and, cat can go so, eat it. So there was no uh, special uh, tzakapta for for so, for so the so your cat can go and lick it off the ground. I don't think they had cats back <laughs> then, Carl. So the definition for taboo is a social or religious custom prohibiting or forbidding discussion of a particular practice or forbidding association with a particular person, place, or thing. Mm-hmm. And so social. And so, you know, that so, uh, family can develop its own social taboos. So like going back to the drinking, mm-hmm. it, that would be considered taboo, but yet considered kahopi in a way. So would you say kahopi is taboo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we, we made a breakthrough. Carl then. made a breakthrough. So, like, so my- hold, hold on, hold on. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my project to get you to critically think was not a failure. In fact, it was a success. I think I deserve a clap for that, Carl. No, no you don't. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but then, you know, it really is interesting, though, because then, you know, thinking about taboos, I, I guess, like, like we were saying at the very beginning, that oftentimes it seems silly, but it's not until you really learn about certain things, yeah. learning about the historical context behind it, the cultural context behind it, as to reasons as why some of these things exist. And so even those, the things at the beginning that we thought were silly, the ladders, the mirrors, that all of those probably have some sort of history behind it from some sort of culture. And, and I, I believe that Hopi is no different from any other culture out there developing their own taboos and their ways is because that Hopi is such a unique religion that it is very hard to understand with all of these different types of taboos. And when you do finally understand that, then the, the taboos have a different meaning within those in, in the meaning itself of the taboos. So it is a very complex kind of subject in in Hopi religion. It, it is a very uh, complex subject. And I think that was what, what I was trying to get behind in my little rant at the beginning of the episode in the difficulties of communicating our belief system. Yeah. Because then, you know, what I wanted to say in thinking about it before we started recording is that you have individuals out there that call themselves Hopi but don't believe in the Hopi religion. Yeah. That you have individuals out there that call themselves Hopi, but don't might necessarily believe in the Hopi taboos. Yeah. And so they break them constantly. And, and so, but yet you do have individuals that are Hopi that still believe in these types of taboos that they could really bring harm to you. Yeah. Yeah. That if you commit them, that you still have Hopis that still believe in our religion. And I say religion exemplifying that because I've heard before through American Indian studies, individuals, indigenous studies, individuals, that they try to discount that native people have a religion, but rather try to use this term spirituality instead and just like you, when you looked up your definition of what um, a taboo means, I did the same thing with a religion, uh, trying to look up what the dictionary term for what religion means. And religion means that um, you have some sort of belief in a god or gods. Yeah. And Hopis, we have a belief in a god or gods. And so, in fact, Hopi does have a religion. But then, you know, even that religion is a pahana word. Mm-hmm. But to use... A Hopi word, I'm not entirely sure what the exact accurate word or term would be for Hopis and how we perceive our religion, how we go about living our religion. But, you know, and so I think that in in contemporary times that that's kind of a real difficult thing is to convey those things because, and we've talked about this a lot to a huge extent that unfortunately due to assimilation, that due to colonization, that there are a lot of people out there that don't fully understand their own tribe's history, yeah. that they don't understand their own people's heritage religion or heritage culture. And, and so you try, they try to develop a narrative about what their people, what their belief sets are, but oftentimes, a lot of times that it's inaccurate because they don't have that foundation i guess so i i I think what you were trying to find was that hopi hopi's religion is actually called 
the way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we define ourselves as Hopi is that Hopi is based upon how they view life in a way where it's simplified, where you have your soya, you know, you have your, your seeds and then, you know, you try to live in day by day as, as much as you can with the religion that you have brought with you, like all of the, the real Hopi religion, like Soyalang, you know, like Wutim, all of these different things like that, that defines how Hopi is in a way. And that's how Hopi life is in their, in their mind. It's not a religion. It's the way of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just thought of another Hopi taboo. What? Don't get caught drinking all the water under the corn plant when you're a little boy or, the, or else the hell will come whip your ass. That, that wasn't a taboo. That was a fight for survival. It was hot, okay? It was hot. It was hot outside and that wouldn't let us have a lot of water and I was feeling parched. <laughs> but I, I guess, you know, um, you know, more conversation could be made around this, but I guess we're coming up to an end. And so we definitely like to thank you all for listening to this episode and certainly hope that you will continue to follow us throughout season six that Carl and I have actually have had some meetings with individuals. <laughs> yeah. And so potentially you might see us in other places and speaking of other places, reminding you all that we are featured on KTNN. And so we've had a good time. Uh, working with the fellas there and being broadcast all over throughout the Navajo Nation, but hopefully, you know, pretty soon with some of these discussions and outside of the podcast, we'll be broadcast all over our own reservation. Exactly. And before we go, we would like to introduce oh, you to yes, our yes. newest person that's on board right now, which is Guayasnim Stacy Anse. So, you know, she is our social media person. She'll be taking over all of our our stuff because uh, I, I don't like to do that. So <laughs> J-Man J- needed a break from the social media. So we'd like to welcome Stacy to the team. We are expanding. And so, you know, big shout out to our 30 pack sponsors, to our season sponsors that you all have helped make this possible. And for all of the folks out there that have bought shirts or any type of yeah. stickers, merchandise from us, big, big thank you that we are expanding. And it's crazy to see how, you know, to, to, uh, greasy, to, to, two greasy yeah. Hopi guys just started <laughs> bullshitting about growing up res, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're hiring people. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man. If you would like to sponsor us, go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast 85 to become a monthly sponsor. It's only $4.99 or $9.99 a month and uh, you get a good shout out and whatnot, but we are looking into different options with that as well too. So look out for that. If you are a sponsor on there, we will We'll try to contact you the best way we can. Uh, if, for, if you are if you a 30-pack sponsor, please reach out to us yeah. because we could potentially have some uh, great opportunities. Yeah, some great opportunities for you. Or if you just want to uh, donate a dollar or more, go to buymeacoffee.com slash cjpodcast to donate one dollar or more. Mm-hmm. And if you're not following us on our social medias, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Carl and J-Man. If you're already following us on Twitter, the good news with us bringing Stacy on board is that our Twitter account is actually going to be active. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, don't forget to smash the like button. 
subscribe. And uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star review. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World Podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long. Bye. Bye.